Hey, it's your host, Abigail Pumphrey, and I'm on a personal mission to help more small business owners become financially free. I like to nerd out on all things business, marketing, and most definitely the numbers. I'm talking all the lessons learned as I turned a layoff into a seven-figure online business. I like to share it all and no conversation is off the table. We talk actionable strategies, biz challenges, and all the things life throws your way. Grief, anxiety, loss, and resilience are all topics you'll find here. So grab a cup of coffee and settle in because you're listening to the Strategy Hour podcast brought to you by Boss Project. Have you ever absolutely panicked after you accidentally deleted a file on your computer? I know I have. It's not an issue if you've got Crash Plan Smart Recovery. Your files are just a few clicks away and can be restored in a snap. Crash Plan provides the best cloud backup solutions in the market. Visit CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. Now you can protect all your work with an unlimited backup and recovery solution. CrashPlan makes it simple to restore some or all of your data. And with unlimited version retention, CrashPlan can be your ultimate rewind button. Get unlimited computer backup for you or your business with CrashPlan Professional. CrashPlan backs up files that live on your computer and works with PC, Mac, and Linux. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. Today on the podcast, we have Melissa of Compliment Inc. She is a high school English teacher turned CEO and founder. She owns a lifestyle brand that encourages, inspires, and educates. She sells jewelry. She has an Instagram course. This girl is all over the place, and she is one hardworking mama. Mm-hmm. I'm super excited for this episode because we pretty much use it as like an Instagram consulting session. Uh, Melissa knows her stuff about Instagram, Insta stories, how to create more engagement, a formula for what to post when you don't know what to say and, and how to really take advantage of those captions and how to find new audience and followers and all of that amazing stuff. So I feel like this is very timely with everyone always constantly freaking out about Instagram and their changes, but Melissa shares with you how to beat the algorithm on Instagram so you can tackle it and be nurturing your audience, making some cash dollar bills and having a good time there instead of stressing out. I can't wait for you to listen. Hello, Melissa. Welcome to the show. Hi, ladies. It's so good to be here. Uh, We're pretty excited. We are chatting all things Instagram today. And I think that's like always sexy stuff, right? This is going to be a sexy podcast episode. (laughs) We haven't talked about Instagram in forever on the show. And specifically at TCC and handling our Instagram strategy or efforts, really, we really just started kind of re-diving back into the platform and really trying to be more intentional on that platform for our business purposes. So it's exciting to have you here today and, and see what even we can learn because I feel like we had a good Instagram spike in the beginning and then it just kind of like went stagnant. <laughs> yeah, totally. I feel like that's kind of where a lot of people are right now too, just with mm-hmm. the shifts that are happening and people's minds around it. People are getting like a little grumbly about it, but there's still lots that we can do to be strategic. (laughs) (laughs) So specifically when it comes to the quote algorithm, like at some point I stopped stopped paying attention to when they released updates and when they talked about what was changing. So give us a rundown on what's the current landscape and what are they like 
rewarding and taking away and all that jazz. (laughs) Totally. Okay. So the first like really big thing that um, came down the pike was probably about a year ago, to be honest. And that's when um, thing, maybe a year and a half ago, things stopped being chronological and that caused a lot of like people to freak out and say, subscribe, subscribe, or like follow my get notifications or whatever it was. And um, since then there have been um, threats of like this elusive shadow ban that nobody really knows. Is it real? Is it not real? And, you know, I, I'm kind of, um, of a similar mindset that I just, even though I, I teach about Instagram, I stopped getting like sucked into the drama of it because it seemed like it was all hearsay, right? Instagram wasn't confirming anything. You couldn't get any like experts to really say if it was true or not. It was just a bunch of like, you know, bloggers who are like, I'm pretty sure this is what's going on. And then it's like <laughs> wildfire. And it's just like the rumor yeah. mill. It feels like high school in there. So I yes. was like, you know, I, I need to take a step back and figure out like my, yes, I used to get like thousands of likes, um, and hundreds of comments per picture, um, back in the day. And then did it tank? Yep, it did. And it, and so did everybody. So we're all kind of on yeah. a similar playing field still. Because everybody's been reduced. So now I'm getting a few hundred likes and maybe 20 comments on average. And and that's okay because for how many people that I have following, it's all relative, right? So compared to what you used to have, you can't really do that anymore. Right. It's important to remember that like as influencers or bloggers or whoever's like got a lot of followers on Instagram, they don't hear about those changes before you guys do or before they release like those algorithm, like here's what's happening. So like if anyone's out there convincing you that they have like a leg up with Instagram, like that's very, very rare. They are just telling you that like the things that are happening with their account and you can't find those out about yours except through trial and error. Absolutely. I'm so glad that you said that because a couple of weeks ago, actually, there was, um, I'm sure it was posted in your community. It was pretty much posted in every Facebook group yeah. that I'm in that was like, dun, dun, dun. There's all these new things happening. And I was like, none of these are new. They have been going on for years <laughs> and everybody is wigging out. So like, let's just take a step back, back the bus up. Mm-hmm. We're, we're good. Let's just figure out, you know, we don't own Instagram. So nothing that we do complaining, that's not going to fix anything. What can we do to be strategic? strategic and work around within the confines that we're given because it's still an awesome platform and Instagram's allowed to make the choices that are going to benefit their bottom line, just like we are in our businesses. So you have to have like kind of that mindset shift first and then realize that engagement is key because the more people are liking your photo um, and the more people who are commenting on your photo, the higher it's going to show um, in you know, the Instagram algorithm that it's of value to your audience and to, um, potentially new people to follow. So yeah. we can talk about that more. We yeah. So talk to me specifically, what are the ways in which I should be really utilizing the platform at this point? I stopped, I like literally, we clean slated it like a couple days ago and we're like, mm-hmm. If we were to start over today, what what are we supposed yeah. to be posting? What are we supposed? What are our captions supposed to look like? What? How do we get the most engagement? Like, where should we start? Now I know because I follow you guys. I think you probably do it innately without you guys even knowing 
that, that you're doing it. Um, but I think the very first thing that any business needs to consider is who are your followers and what do they care about? Because yeah. if you're posting content that they don't care about, you're not going to get likes and you're not going to get comments. And, and no matter what, you're going to start sinking. The algorithm is going to push you down lower and lower as not being interesting to people. And, um, that's kind of a harsh reality, but you got to post stuff that people are going to like. And, to know that you really have to study your audience. So if we have, let's just make it a given that you guys know who your audience is. Cause I know you guys do. Um, what kind of content are they going to respond to? So often it's, um, you know, if you're a service-based business, things that are always popular, I feel like are the flat lays, the pictures of the pretty desk, the p- pictures of like, um, where somebody is like not quite looking right at the camera, maybe not YouTube, but like a, a like a stock model or something, not looking at the camera and being like all ooh and um, <laughs> off to the side. <laughs> Those things like get standard a, stock model pose, exactly. <laughs> but but not like the cheesy corporate ones, like the cute unsplash right. ones, mm-hmm. right? So um, just looking off into the distance, a little hipstery. Those things. Um, get people's attention because it's kind of the aesthetic that's popular right now. Um, yeah. But the way that you're going to take it further than just your pictures is really what you write. And I find, you know, cause I teach Instagram to lots of um, business owners, a lot of fellow product-based business owners, cause my business started off as um, primarily just products um, that we ship in the mail. So it's like, okay, so now I have a picture. A lot of my people have pictures, you know, they, and from photo shoots or whatever, they just don't know what to write instead of just saying like, this necklace is $25 and it just feels like so much sales. So um, I I like to um, use acronyms because I, I'm a former high school teacher and we're like really big about acronyms in the educational sector. Um, and so what I came up with is this, um, is an acronym ENTICE. So how do you entice engagement? And um, if you think about the types of captions that you can be writing first, and then you think of a picture that can fit with that. I almost think of it as mm-hmm. like um, a children's storybook, right? Like if you were going to write the story, what pictures then would you put to illustrate it? That really helped me mm-hmm. in my mind. I start with the captions first. So I want to think back to that entice acronym. Um, what can I do? The E is for to educate my people. Like, can I teach them something in this caption? Can I nurture them or provide encouragement in, in that caption, that's the N. The T um, is, can I make them think about something? Can I be thought provoking? Can I really like leave a question out there that's really going to get people to stop scrolling for a second and consider mm-hmm. something? Um, the I is inspiration. In, you know, inspirational posts are kind of a gimme on Instagram. If you can be inspirational, mm-hmm. then people are all over that. The C stands for connecting. Can I connect? Um, my followers with another brand or another um, product or another service that's really going to serve them well, that's in a complementary industry as mine. It's not only doing a service to your followers, but it's also doing a service to the person who you're connecting them with because then they're getting more eyes on their business and it's just kind of good karma. And then the last E is entertaining. If you have any sort of sense of humor, Um, then use it because people are going to like and comment if you're, if you're funny and if you're not funny, that's okay. You can entertain like with your dog or your cat or, you know, (laughs) something like that. But, um, I mean, that is, if, if you study all of the, 
not all of the accounts, but if you study accounts that are not really being affected by mm-hmm. the algorithm, they do one of those things in every single yep. caption. Right. So um, they're the well, ones that do either when you're starting out or when you're refreshing your strategy, like we are Mm -hmm. relying on a template or an algorithm or some sort of like follow through method like that. I think at first it feels like, Oh, I'm going to like box myself in and it's going to be super repetitive. But remember that it's not chronological order anymore. People are not seeing all of your posts regardless. But I think starting with a framework of, okay, what is the theme or topic of today? You could literally make Monday the E, you know, and Tuesday and Wednesday and, and go through your week. And, and I think it helps eliminate the stress on like, Oh my God, what can I write about today? Yeah. And then I think, the more often you do it, the easier that gets. And the more you'll realize like your audience resonates with a couple of those letters more than the others. And so you'll add those in a little bit more. And I'm just here to say that the more you do things like that, and the more you follow a system like that, the easier it gets for you. Totally. Like anything. It's just like a skill, like learning to ride a bike or walking or anything. The more you do it, the easier it's going to become. And there's so much trial and error when it comes to Instagram, because, you know, everybody wants like, just tell me what to do and I'll do it. I just want a lot of followers. And it doesn't work that way. You have to really know the nuances of your audience and what you're trying to put out in the world and how those um, can coexist together in Mm -hmm. like whatever your sweet spot is, is going to be different than what my sweet spot is or somebody else down the street. So um, the trial and error and seeing like who's responding to this and when am I getting the most followers in response to something that I've posted, then you keep on doing that thing and you drop off the things that aren't working. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. So when does selling come into play? So, um, this is, <laughs> this is always, this is a huge question in, um, my community as well. So, um, I am of the, um, Gary Vaynerchuk jab, 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 right hook theory. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, to, to be perfectly honest, not everything that he does really resonates with me, but this totally makes sense that, um, he equates the jab, you know, this is like a boxing analogy. Jabs are like just the warm up, And then the right hook is when you go in for like the big punch to do the knockout. Mm-hmm. And so the jabs, when you translate that to Instagram are these value added posts, the enticing engagement, right? The, the education, the nurturing, the giving inspiration. And then you go in for a right hook, which is your selling, right? You, you promote a product, you say, I'm running this um, discount or a product bundle or whatever it is that you're selling has to come after nurturing. So the, the absolute minimum, I think that you can do is three jabs to one right hook or three nurture posts or value add posts to one um, sales post. Anything more than that, I think your people are going to get a little bit bugged, to be honest. And mm-hmm. I'm not somebody who thinks that selling is like being a pest. I, I love right. selling. I think, you know, you, if you come at it from a place of service, you should do it as often as possible. Money is yeah. what we need to make our businesses run. <laughs> um, however, that's not why people are on Instagram. Sure. They have to know you and right. love you and trust you first. And then once yeah. you give, you know, your, your two cents about what it is that you're selling, people are way more likely to buy from you then than if you're just constantly selling. So how, how quickly are you suggesting people post? Because I feel like back in the day, it was like, post three times a day, post 
five times a day. Yeah. And now, I mean, I literally yesterday, someone was like, I'd post like two or three times a week. And I was like, I don't even know what, what to do anymore. So if we're doing one every four is selling, how often are we posting? Yeah. So I, okay. So first of all, let me back up and say one every four is like the most excessive that you can do without being annoying. I don't post one sales post per every four pictures I post. Like I do way more jabs than I do right hooks. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what works for my audience. So how often with what, like with what frequency should you be posting? I used to be the three times a day person when it was chronological, I've moved yeah. scale back to one post a day. I also had a kid during that time. So that's about all I can do. Um, my, you know, what ends up happening is that if you post too frequently, I feel like it doesn't give your photos long enough time for everybody to see them. It kind of like, becomes it it moves off into the, like you're competing against yourself. Yes, exactly. And so I find that like no more than two within a 24 hour period is probably sufficient. Um, but I'm still getting likes on something that I posted yesterday at like 3 PM Pacific, you know, and and yeah. now it's like already the next morning and plenty of likes are still coming in all through the night. So yeah. I, I, well, think, I think, yeah, two is probably good. One is fine. Yeah. I think the bigger question on that is how often do you feel like you can give a really valuable post? If right. you can do it twice a day, do that. But if it's every other day or a couple times a week, I think if your posts are more thought out mm-hmm. and more like, you're actually thinking about what your people need to hear and what you can provide them, then that's going to serve you better in the long run, regardless. Totally. It's not worth it just to like put something up because you haven't been on for 24 hours. You know, you might as well just like take the time and think of something that's really of value and then post when you can. I totally agree. But consistency is also like, you have to say something toward consistency because if you're not showing up, then don't go ghost on me. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, people are expecting to see you in their feed and they want to see you in your feed, yeah. in their feed. So show um, up. talk to us about the dreaded yeah. hashtags. Okay. So fucking hashtags. seriously, right? Everybody gets so pissed about hashtags. Okay. So <laughs> <laughs> I like to think of hashtags really as a tool to serve me, um, in learning more about my audience rather than getting more likes on my stuff. So that mental shift has really helped me a lot. That's big. Yeah. So if, so the way that I use a hashtag is I think about, okay, who, who's my audience? So I have a lot of teachers in my network because I'm a former high school teacher. Um, and I use a lot of teachery hashtags. My products are kind of nerdy English teachery anyways. That's who I am. Um, and so when I go into, I'll look at a teacher hashtag and instead of like, I use them on my posts, but what I really like to do is go into one of those teacher hashtags. Like for example, teachers follow teachers. That's a big one on Instagram. Mm -hmm. I'll go in there and I see who else is posting, who else is using this this hashtag? Are those my people? And then I go and see, and I go and interact on their um, photos because I know that probably most of them are going to like what I'm doing. And that's how I get a lot of followers. So I'm using it more as an offensive, I think, or 
Uh, I don't know if that's offensive or defensive. I don't know. Don't quote me on that. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm using it as a tool to help me learn more about my audience yeah. in addition to getting more eyes on my stuff. Okay. So there's that. Set that aside. The oh, other so thing. Let me ask you this before yeah. the other thing. Yeah. Would you rather have more likes or more comments? Comments for sure. Comments okay. definitely help um, you. Like comments are the queen of um, the mm-hmm. algorithm. That's. Yeah that shows that people are really invested in what you have to do. And it's not the one, the comments that are like, cool pick with a little thumbs up. No, no those, don't, those don't work. Those don't count. So it's really thoughtful comments. So asking people questions in your captions is a really good way to ensure that somebody's going to respond back to you because people, yeah. if, if you haven't asked them anything, what do they have to say back? Right. It's not a really conversation. So um, yeah, comments are definitely, I think, more, more important or like help you boost your posts um, yeah. more. So the other thing I was going to say about hashtags is everybody's always so concerned about, do I put them yes. in my caption? Do I put them in my comments? Mm-hmm. Where do I put them? In? Um, is that going to shadow ban me? And right. you know, there was like this website that came up when the shadow ban thing first was uh, a thing and yeah. um, everybody was putting their hashtags in there. And I, I kind of think that it was just like a phishing scam. I don't even know if it was real. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I know the website you're talking about. Like, is that, was that a real thing? I don't even know, like, what that <laughs> website was called. But anyways, I'm not sure. Everyone got pumped. Yeah, <laughs> I think so. I mean, including me, because I tried it. But um, <laughs> I don't know. I have not seen a massive difference between if my posts are getting limited views based on where mm-hmm. I'm putting my hashtags that I couldn't okay. attribute to something else, like a crappy caption or not that right. cool of a photo, which right. I think is most important. So, so with that a said, cool little oh. comparison based yeah. off hashtags and not using hashtags. So sure. a post that we did six days ago was a flat lay uh-huh. and it was all about talking about a blog post that was up on the blog. Mm-hmm. And we used 30 hashtags. We used them in the description. We got five comments and 259 likes. Granted, okay. That's been around for six days. Some of those comments have been trickling in three days ago. So like they're still getting engagement even mm-hmm. three days after they've been posted. One that we posted last night that was more on the like just sharing a story and connection and whatever uh, only has 92 likes. I didn't use any hashtags on that one. And it has five comments. And when so did you super post interesting. that one? This one, this the most specific one is 17 hours. So okay. we're talking six days versus 17 hours of, yeah. of existing. Yeah. Uh, so I'll be interested to see in five more days what that particular post with no hashtags is doing. Yeah, that is a really good um, comparison because you you can say that the the photos are equivalent and the captions are equivalent on those as well. No. So I think the captions are different. So one's a flat lay and one is a picture of like a brick wall and a picture on the brick wall, but they're both very minimal and and trendy. Uh, One caption is, hey, go read the blog. Here's what's on the blog and you need to go read it Mm -hmm. with the hashtags. And the other one is like a personal connection story about building community with no hashtags. Yeah. So I feel like that's not a fair comparison because if you know anything about like doing a science experiment, <laughs> you have to have a control and there's yeah, too many things too many different. So I feel, I feel like you would have to compare a blog post like 
like that's the goal and yeah. everything's the same except one with hashtags yeah. and one without. But nonetheless, like I think those are the types of things that you can start looking at inside yeah. your own feed to really see what is or isn't working or what people are resonating with. Or even if, you know, something you've been doing a long time, maybe it's getting stale. I, I think that was one thing that we're really conscious of now is are the things we're doing, are they still resonating yeah. with people? And, you know, it's hard because obviously you're, you are a part of what you're putting out into the world. And so sometimes it can feel really personal to get rid of this arm <laughs> or this leg or this post um, or okay. this type of post. But sometimes you have to let go. So what is your personal way of kind of weeding through what you should try differently? Are, are you kind of going through any sort of analytics on a regular basis or? Yeah. So I am always looking at my numbers and um, I use, I used to use Iconosquare actually as um, mm-hmm. my analytics, but I I've found that Instagram for business, they're building out their analytics. Mm-hmm. Um, they have built out their analytics much more in the last um, year or so. And so that is really where I go and it, it suffices. Um, when I, and then obviously like I'm checking in on all my pictures, like how they're performing. I have noticed that my product pictures, when I post them, they don't get a lot of engagement and that's what I sell. <laughs> so that's <laughs> a problem, right? Um, however, when I post a product picture, I'm still selling those products through my, like I get orders when I, when I post, um, a product shot, when I post an inspirational shot or a quote, you know, my, my branding is very wordy. So inspiration and words like really behoove what I'm trying to do. And people are really attracted to my brand for that. I get like five times the interaction. Now, can I cut out product photos completely? Cause they're not performing well on Instagram based on likes and comments, I don't think I can because it's still affecting mm-hmm. my bottom line. I'm still selling that stuff. Mm-hmm. It's just that when people see it, they go and buy, they're not leaving a comment. And I would rather them buy than, than yeah. leave a comment, that's to be honest. If, if that's the purpose that that particular type of post serves, then those are those metrics instead of engagement. Right. Exactly. And so... um you know, sometimes I, I feel like, okay, people, I'm, my account sometimes I feel is under a microscope because I'm teaching other people how to use Instagram. So they're coming to me and saying like, well, what is she doing? Oh, what, who does, who does she think she is? That product picture only got a hundred likes when it used to get like a thousand likes, you know? Um, and, but what, but what people don't see is the behind the scenes, like actually I'm selling Hella products, you know, like from that one picture. <laughs> so that's all I care about. And so that's why I yeah. look up there and I keep on posting product pictures because they are working to do the thing that I want people to do. Um, it's yeah. just not visible on Instagram. So that's just a good lesson for everybody to know that Absolutely. likes and comments and the number of followers you have, it matters, but it's not the only thing that matters. Mm-hmm. You know, there's so much more that goes into it. And then we obviously haven't ignored Instagram in the last year. We still post, we're right. still there, like we're still growing. But the reason why our strategy has not shifted is because as our Instagram engagement has gone down and the growth of our followers has gone down or stayed stagnant, our revenue has gone incredibly up. 
So like those yes, two so you're busy doing other things. Exactly. Those two things don't always equal each other. Right now we're literally building a new strategy to further serve the people we already have on there. Like I don't yeah. give a shit if there's more followers on there. I just like if we're gonna be on there, we might as well be doing it right and we might as well be doing it yeah. well. Mm-hmm. And so that's our yeah. new strategy now. Wanna learn exactly step by step how to get paid to generate leads in your business? I've kept these details to myself for far too long. I'm ready to spill everything and give you the exact steps that help me generate tens of thousands of qualified leads and millions in low ticket digital product sales. I won't just show you what I did, but teach you how you can do it too. I'm talking not just how to create low ticket digital products, but also showing you how to use them strategically to generate leads for your other existing or future offers. I'm sharing it all at bossproject.com slash jumpstart, including exactly how I made $8,033 and generated 277 leads my very first month selling digital products. Find out more at bossproject.com slash jumpstart. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. With over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. I love that Indeed makes it easy to hire because I'm busy enough already. When we've hired in the past, the process was full of unqualified applicants. With Indeed, we can target the right candidates for the right position. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Just go to Indeed.com slash strategy hour right now and support our show by seeing you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Money issues are a common stressor in any relationship. Monarch Money is the top-rated personal finance app that can get you and your partner on the same page without any extra cost. Monarch has built-in collaboration features, so together you can see your finances, budget, and get insights on your cash flow. It's the easiest way to manage any household finances. I've tried other finance apps in the past, and they didn't work the way I wanted them to. I don't want to stress over finances. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. Monarch has a tool that allows you to easily import your data from Mint and keep all of your tags and categories. Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to get it set up, customize, and use. Monarch prioritizes my privacy, and they'll never sell my data to third parties. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash strategy for your extended 30-day free trial. I love that. It's just such a, it it makes so much more sense. And I think that we can very, very easily get stuck in this place of like more, more, more. We need more people. 
And then our self-esteem can take a hit. Absolutely. And I hate when that happens um, with you know people in my, my Instagram community because it's like, you know, I just feel like such crap about myself because I'm staying at 35,000 followers for like the last six months. And I'm like, okay, All let's right. take a step back. <laughs> 35,000 people would sell out an entire stadium, yeah. like yeah. a sport stadium. Yeah. That's a ton of freaking people. It is. <laughs> So how do we ser- how do we show up and serve those yes. people? You know, if you have 500 people who know and love the things that you're doing, that is way better than 50,000 yeah. people who don't give a rip about what you're doing. Right. You know, so serve the people who actually right. care um, and, and want to know what you're up to. So speaking of serving, I feel like this, the whole Instagram stories, at first it felt like completely disjointed from what uh-huh. was going on with Instagram. And now I'm feeling like they're very intertwined and interrelated. However, I feel like mixed advice is all over the place. And so just tell me your, your bag of worms. What are you telling your people to focus on when it comes to stories? Yeah, this is really timely because the last edit of my course was when stories just came out and everybody was like, I don't know, really know what we're doing here, but we're going to try it. Snapchat, stealing Instagram, all the things. Yeah, Yeah. totally. And so now I'm um, almost ready to launch um, a big rewrite of the course that has more story strategy because it's taken me like six months to kind of figure it out. And the best advice that I've heard is, um, or, or that I've gathered or that I've seen other people doing, because I like to study what the, the masters are doing and then figuring out how it works for my brand, is um, if you think of your story like an actual story, there needs to be a beginning, a middle, and an end. You need to walk people through some sort of journey. Now, if you looked at my stories right this second, the things that I had posted over 24 hours ago are no longer there. So it's just like a middle and an end right now. There's no beginning to it. And that's kind of the hard part. You have to stay on top of it. Um, but when I'm, what I have noticed in terms of like Instagrammer behavior is that people are scrolling less and they're clicking through stories yes. more. Mm-hmm. I get way more views on my stories than I do likes on my actual photos. You get, what, five times as many? Yeah, is that right? Five times as many people watch our stories as as do interact with our um our actual feed. However, I I think people still technically scroll past our photos more than see our stories. But I feel like if you're watching stories, like it's really hard for you not to read it or to listen to it. Like obviously you can click through it, but it's not the same to me. Like, I feel like it's a more forced engagement. And so because of that, like when we ask people to comment or to tell us something, and we're usually typically like saying out loud, DM us or whatever. Yeah. Um, our engagement is a lot higher on stories Mm -hmm. and like, it's not, Oh, like, a heart emoji. It's like paragraphs and paragraphs of advice or thoughts or ideas. And like just yesterday I was posting out something that's not business related at all. Um, I was talking Mm -hmm. about health and kind of my own personal journey. And I was watching 
you know, a documentary and I asked for advice on what the heck am I supposed to be eating? And I got overwhelmed with people from all over the world. I had someone from India comment and talk about specific grains I should be looking at for protein. I had someone from Ireland talking about their farm-raised beef and all of this stuff. And then like (laughs) all these people in the US, obviously, but it was just shocking because if I had said the exact same thing, if I had said the exact same thing in a caption on our our page, I mean, it would have been you would no, not have gotten not that. even close to the same. Yeah. Well, this is like the thing that totally breaks my English teacher heart. That's like very <laughs> deep in me is that people don't read. <laughs> Yeah, like or or fewer and fewer people are consuming information by sitting down and reading, which is really sad because Mm -hmm. there's so much great stuff out there. But I think it's just so much easier to consume information via video that it's it's just more likely that people are going to respond. And there's also this personal aspect, right? They can see your face. They feel like they're in conversation with you as opposed to a stagnant still photo where it, where it's not well, a view. And I think a lot of people still question, do the do bigger accounts run their accounts still? And yeah. if you're reading the feed, that could be anyone writing it. Right. But if you're watching a story and Abby's sitting on the couch, like, let's chat food, that's Abby. <laughs> right, exactly. So there's like this really cool access to you yeah. where, you know, you when your account does get bigger, I think it comes with a little bit of clout. You know, you got your business yeah. has grown so much in the last couple of years and you're like celebrities in your own like sphere, right? So people really want to know you yeah. and want to engage with you. And that's possible for all of us yes. in our own communities. You know, it's not like this unattainable thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys have worked really hard to get there. And so when when we think about, okay, well, how can I grow so that people want to know what it is that I'm dealing with or, you know, what I'm thinking about my business or what, you know, whatever it will happen, but you have to give people access to you too. So that's what I like using stories for. I'm, I'm still a new mom and I'm six months pregnant. So putting on makeup and doing my hair is a lot. It's a lot. lot. And, um, I don't wake up like this, so I need to like (laughs) do some work, um, before I can get on, um, the video screen. And so that's why sometimes I just don't do a live story, you know, not, right. not even Instagram live, but like a video of my face right. because I'm not camera ready, well, which I know there's the a whole thing. Like the filters are amazing. They and are. That is true. Also this, I just have stopped caring. I, I <laughs> but you're so cute without makeup. <laughs> no, like, no, getting that phone camera right here. I'm like, oh, there's all my redness and acne scars from when I was a child. Hello. Well, the, the nice thing, and I'm just going to remind everyone that despite having HD video everywhere, uh, Instagram stories is not high quality and no one, no one can see anything. Like, And the filters just blur everything out. And it's so ridiculous anyway. Like that glitter one that looks like you have like my oh my gosh like you look like a straight awesome. up drag queen <laughs> like everyone uses yes. it that it just like is somehow normal now um yeah <laughs> but 
That's so funny. You know, I think that's part of the culture that I want to help get over like myself and all of you is that you have to look a certain way on stories. Like I think the cool thing Mm -hmm. that I'm excited about is it kind of feels like we reverted backwards a little bit. Cause do you remember when Instagram was like what you ate for lunch and you know, these really (laughs) crappy filters on everything. And that was what everyone posted. And then all of a sudden Mm -hmm. it became this, like Instagram perfect world and stories all of a sudden opens it back up to we're human again. Real life. Yeah. Yeah. And casual. And it's like a, a easier interaction there. Yeah. Well, and I could tell you as someone who's hella busy, hopping on an Insta story is a lot easier for oh, me than yeah. writing a caption for the totally. feed. Totally. I'm just like, oh, I chat with you in 15 second verse all day long. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just move around with me on my errands and <laughs> exactly. grocery exactly. store. It's all good. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. So, what would you say to someone who is just getting started mm-hmm. on Instagram right now. I recently said, this was a couple months ago now, but I said, I, I, I would not want to be someone just starting on Instagram today because <laughs> I feel like it's a different ball game. But we're also in a completely different refining, refining strategy instead of starting from scratch. So talk yeah. to the people who are like literally just getting started on the platform. Okay, so I... I have conversations with people just getting started on the platform every single day. And I say the same thing. The best time to plant a tree is 20 years ago. The second best time is today. Just start. You got to do it. So you can go and and like bemoan the fact that, oh, everybody's so much more ahead of me and they got it all figured out. But if you want a presence on Instagram, you have to just start. So start today and make a commitment to yourself to be consistent that you will post once a day. So if you know that you don't have time in your schedule to physically post once a day, once a day sign up for some sort of scheduler app um, like, you know, Hootsuite or I, I love Planoly. I use Planoly because um, I like I can organize my grid um, and get on there and commit to once a week, planning out your entire week of what you're going to say and post once a day. If you can do more than that, cool. Do twice a day. That's awesome. But um, just show up and be consistent. I would say that um, take into consideration, if you don't have a following yet, um, take into consideration the people who you want to attract to become your following and speak to those people as if they are already there in front of you. Just keep on having that conversation. Do not trip yourself out. If you're not getting likes and comments right away, nobody does. That's, I mean, we right. all start getting like our friends and our family. So <laughs> yeah. invite them, right? And tell your friends and family, I'm starting this thing. It's um, important to me and, you know, algorithmically, that I get as many likes and comments as possible. So if you see me in your feed, do me a solid. Yeah. Just, and just, just like, like and just write a, co- like my mom, bless her heart. She comments on almost all my photos. It's very cute. Yeah. You're doing great, honey. Love you, mom. <laughs> I got my nana on Instagram and she's like, has a renewed interest for it because I woke up this morning with a bunch of notifications from her. Yeah. Like, those are my girls. I love you. And I yeah. go reply back to help boost that. That's right. Yeah, it's so nice. And so I'm all about like getting leveraging your offline Mm -hmm. life, um, the people who you know and love in real life to come over and and 
like and and boost your photos in on in your mm-hmm. digital world as well. And so if you um, do that, it, the ball will just get rolling. And the road to a thousand followers feels like the longest. Yes, it does. I think for everybody. And then once you hit, you once you cross over that thousand mark, and it doesn't matter if it takes you a week, a month, ten years to get to. Right. I don't know if Instagram's going to be around yeah, in ten maybe years, but <laughs> yeah, like, but a year is like very common mm-hmm. to get to a thousand. Yeah. So just keep mm-hmm. on keeping on, and know that once you get over that thousand threshold, things start going right like it yeah. starts snowballing because more and more people yep. are seeing your well before we jump so into talk cool. strategy to me I have a, another yeah. sort of specific question and I feel like it's going to relate to okay. a lot of those MLM based businesses out there where mm-hmm. when I talk to a current customer versus attracting new customers it's very confusing because they're because there's like a membership involved and like, you know, you have to sell a certain way, like they have to get in on something to get all these other things. I get so confused on where to focus my time, like serving my current people versus mm-hmm. growing because if they're growing, I don't know. So if you, I know this, <laughs> I know it's a like a line. specific situation, yeah. but I feel like there's a lot of instances out there where selling to new people versus selling to existing people look really different. And it's not just MLM based businesses. It's a lot of people. And so how do you balance the selling conversation to, I mean, obviously you want to help both, but like, where should you be spending your time? Okay. So I have one, oopsie. One of my headphones fell out. Um, I have one really specific suggestion for that. So you know how like when you have an email indoctrination series set up on your newsletter to get people to understand what it is about your brand. So now stories Mm -hmm. have highlights, right? Mm -hmm. So you could make a story highlight that says new, get started here. And people can watch through that story if they're brand, like they're a brand new follower to learn about how do I get on your team? What, you know, what is this thing that you're selling? How is it going to change my life forever? How am I going to make money from home or whatever it is that you're trying to convince them of? And then the conversation can continue then for your existing followers down in your feed or in subsequent story highlights. I think that using your highlights as an indoctrination Mm -hmm. series could be really beneficial. That's one of the new things that's going in my course. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, you know, if you think about it as like the jab, 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 right hook theory again, too. So instead of like the, um, hard sell of just your product, maybe it's the, the right hook in that situation is talking to the people who are potentially going to be joining your team or who are potential new followers. So the majority of the conversation is nurturing the people who already have given you the grace of showing up in their feed and have already followed you. And then the hard sell comes when you are trying to gain more followers into your family or your downline or whatever you call that. Um, And, you know, like, you don't ever want to be too much on the side of looking for new people to always be joining you because then you're really neglecting Mm -hmm. the people who have already said, Hey, I've shown up. 
you know, like I care about what you're saying. Just why don't you talk to me a little bit too? <laughs> so balancing three to one is probably yeah. like the maximum, but also if you can extend that, like five nurture posts to everyone, mm-hmm. like, Hey, if you, if you want, if you're interested, let me know. Yeah. No, I think that's so, helpful. It's, it's just a delicate dance. Like, and I, I feel like depending on what you're selling, it can be hard because oftentimes you're trying to convince people of very different products or services or um, price differences. Mm-hmm. And so I think the nurturing the people, and I love the idea of the story highlights. I keep seeing people do it and I keep feeling like I need to do it, but I'm like, scared to get started which sounds so goofy saying it out loud but speaking of scared to get started I I, um that's a perfect (laughs) segue into our talk strategy to me so give us three to five action steps to really beat the algorithm and what should we be focusing on and it can be review but if you have anything you missed feel free to fill us in okay so my number one thing is to be um, really cognizant of your captions. What are you writing in your captions? And if at all possible, can you ask a question in your captions that's going to encourage people to respond back to you? So I like to think of Instagram as like a big cocktail party. And if I walk up to this little group that's standing at a cocktail party and I just say, Hey, I sell jewelry. And then I walk away. They're going to be like, mm, cool. Uh, I don't know what to say to that. This is awkward. But instead I say like, Hey, I sell jewelry what are you, what are you guys up to? Like, what do you do? They're going to probably ask or respond to my question. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's the same thing in your captions. And so, um, I, um, I actually pulled together. So that whole entice thing, can you educate, can you nurture, can you connect people? Um, Mm -hmm. uh, I went out of order with the letters, (laughs) but you guys get the gist of it. And then I actually have a caption template guide that follows those, those, um, that whole acronym through that gives cool. you ideas of what you can write. So I'm happy to share that with you guys in um, yeah. the show. Notes, like if you want to link that to in the show notes. So really thinking about your captions and how can you be of value to people and also ask them to join you in the conversation, ask them to do something, respond to your question, have a call to action. So that's number one. I would say the second thing is to remember that this is a social media, which mm-hmm. means you have to be social you need to what? respond to people too. I know it sucks. <laughs> I don't know. Are either of you guys introverts? Yeah. I don't feel uh, like yeah. My biggest problem is responding. I'm like, I can ask all the great questions and get people thinking. And then I just shut down. It's not that I don't like people. I just don't like being around people. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We are all in the same boat then because yeah. I'm fine with public speaking. I'm fine with yep. meeting new yeah. people. Yep. But then I got to go home and get on my jammies and shut the door yep. and not talk to anyone. And, and so, done. yes, exactly. So one of my, um, tr- like ways that I can psych myself up is I actually set my timer on my phone for 10 minutes and I say, I'm going to go and get social with people, but it's only going to be for 10 minutes. So I can do it for 10 yeah. minutes. It's not going to be all yeah. long. And I, um, my, my favorite strategy here, and it works like a charm, you guys. So you have to try it and let me know what you okay. do. I mean, what you think. but it's um, finding people who are your potential ideal customers or clients. And you can do that through hashtagging or people on your own feet, whatever. Um, choose a group where you're going to go in and you leave a compliment plus a question in the captions. A compliment plus a question. If you compliment somebody, they're already feeling good. 
It's how to win, win friends and influence people. Compliments go really far. And my business is called Compliment, so I'm very partial <laughs> to that. And then the second part of that caption or that comment is to leave a question because it's more likely that somebody is going to respond to you then in the caption and you can start building a relationship that way. It makes you more human. It shows that you are interested in what somebody has to say. If in 10 minutes you can only read through five long captions that somebody ha- has done and leave five really thoughtful compliments plus questions in the captions um, or in the comments, you're going to get I mean, that's better than just going through and going like thumbs up, heart emoji, thumbs up, heart emoji. You're you're actually going to start building a community that way because it shows that you care and that you're reading um, through people's stuff. Like I posted, this is um, a couple months ago, announcing my pregnancy. It was a, around Thanksgiving and I have a 10 month old and I'm six months pregnant. So my kids are going to be extremely close together. Oh, little and, babies. <laughs> and um, so you had to like kind of read through the the this very long in-depth um, comment of, or caption about how we had a hard year. We lost people in our family and then we had a baby. We became parents and now we're going to be parents again. And this is almost, this is a big year. And I, I can't even tell you how many people I got that said like cute sweater. And I'm like, Oh my God, you didn't even read like th- this was like my heart out there. That's like offensive. It, it's totally offensive. So don't be that person, oh. you know, like read and then thoughtfully give a compliment yes, and then sir. ask a question. I'm like, oh. after all of that, I just told you that two people died in my family and I'm pregnant again. And I became oh. a parent. Like that's the whole life experience. Right there. <laughs> that's birth and death. And you tell me cute sweater. Okay. <laughs> okay. We're done. <laughs> We're done. We're done, <laughs> so, here, We're done here. Um, so don't be that person, right? Like really go through and be social, set a time limit for yourself. So you're not spending all day and it's like sucking all your energy out, but yeah. a compliment and a question really gets great engagement back. And it's more likely that somebody's going to come back to your account and say, what are they yeah. doing? Oh, this is so awesome. I'm going to follow them. Yeah. Those are great tips. Yeah. Okay. So we need a third one, a third strategy. I do. Okay. It's a very underutilized strategy and it's with geotags and we haven't talked about geotags at all. Yeah. Mm. So I love this one. I'm always on the hunt for where my people are hanging out and geotags. I feel like are super duper duper underutilized as a tool and like a detective tool to figure out where your people are. So let's say I know a lot of my people probably go to the teachers pay teachers conference and alt summit. Those are just like two examples, right? So if I geotag, if I search the geotag for all the pictures that were taken at the last alt summit, I'm probably going to find a good amount of people that would fit into my ideal client profile. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to go and leave compliments and questions on a lot of their photos because I know that they're all hanging out in one spot. I know that um, my people are probably at the Teachers Pay Teachers conference or they live in a certain city or they frequent a certain place for brunch or Mm -hmm. they like museums or they... um, you know, want to, you know, they're in the audience at Oprah or whatever. (laughs) I can pick all of these different things that people would likely take a picture at and geotag it. And then I can use that to go and be technic, I mean, digitally in the same room as those people without having to travel myself because introvert problems, you know, don't travel. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and I'm almost too pregnant to do it. So, so it helps, you know, so this, I actually, um, 
like two years ago, I really wanted to go to the alt summit and it was at a location where I couldn't go. And, um, the, the travel just didn't work for me. So I'm like, well, I'm going to go see what everybody's posting there. So I geotagged yeah. and I went in and I found so many bloggers to connect with and people who've That's become awesome. like good friends. And I don't think people use geotags as much as they should. So that's, that's like my smart hidden secret weapon. I love that. Thank you yeah. so much. Oh my gosh, my pleasure. Thank you guys well, for asking you such great questions. Everyone where they can hang out with you online and get your your Instagram goodies. Yeah. So I'm online at shopcompliment.com. There you will find all the pretty products that we sell. And then um, I have an Instagram course. It's called the 21 Day Insta Course. And it's going through a massive rewrite right now. We're hoping to launch it, uh, relaunch it by the end of the month um, with a lot more uh, focus on stories, how you can use them strategically. And um, you can find that on shopcompliment.com. There's a little navigation bar right there. And then um, I would love, love, love if you guys wanted to connect on Instagram. I'm at shopcompliment and I um, would love to keep in touch there as well. So come over and say that you heard, you know, what we were talking about on the pod and, um, we can start a conversation and that that's the whole thing. Like if you follow over the, I don't just want your follow. I want to know, like, are you there? Like, is there a human back there? And if you comment and you're, you're like talking to me about stuff, then I'm going to comment back and I'll talk to you. If I just see a follow and I don't know who you are, that's, you know, so keep that Mm -hmm. in mind. I want everyone listening to go to Melissa's feed and just comment nice sweater. <laughs> exactly. And then no. she will know It'll... all these flood of nice sweater comments are from podcast listeners. Okay? I love it. I love it. And I, <laughs> and I follow you guys on Instagram and I love what you're doing. So I'll be sure to, to give you Thank more you. comments. Yeah. I'll nice sweater you. you too. Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> all right. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it, you guys. Looking to elevate your brand without the headache? Join the co-op, our creative template shop membership. With thousands of easy to customize templates, all crafted to seamlessly fit your business aesthetics. We make nurturing leads and driving sales effortless. We're talking serious impact and seriously simple creation. Become a member now at creativeshopcoop.com and transform your business today. That's creativeshopcoop.com. Hey, a few quick favors before you leave. I'd love if you'd share today's episode, send it to a friend who needs to hear it and post on social. You can show us where you're listening from, your favorite takeaway, or why someone else should listen. Be sure to tag me at Abigail Says and at Boss Project so we can share it. Okay, second favor, to get podcast updates and all the behind the scenes news from Boss Project, I'd love if you'd join my VIP list. Just head to bossproject.com slash sign up to make sure I have all your contact details. Really love this show? It would mean so much to me if you'd leave a rating and review. It not only helps more listeners find the show, but allows us to bring on quality sponsors so we can keep bringing you this valuable content for free. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time.